in the kitchen. Don't eat anything, so you're meek and mild and can't fight back. (laughs) Hello and welcome to this week's Grape Culture Podcast, the podcast where three women drink wine and discuss feminist literature and issues. I am Sam. I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. And we hope you enjoy the episode. On tonight's episode, we may be touching on some topics which some listeners may find a bit sensitive, including disordered eating and eating disorders. So if you feel like this is not something you're prepared to listen to, please duck out now and check out one of our future episodes instead. On this week's show, because we are right in the middle of summer, well, what passes for summer in Britain, uh, we are going to be talking about beach bodies and the expectations of women to look a certain way when it comes to dressing for the beach. Mm. And just, you know, and in life, yeah. yeah. But before we start talking about the hypocrisy of society, Kim, do you want to tell (laughs) us about the wine? Sure. Um, So I failed on the wine, but (laughs) you didn't, Sam, so everything's fine. Um, I had a wine in mind for this week, but um, I'm in the process at work of moving offices and in my role as office manager. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I completely failed to order it in time. So instead, we have um, two wines, but I'm going to talk about the first one first because it's in my hand. That's how we roll. Um, and the other one is somewhere. Um, so the first is Private Beach by... France. France. <laughs> which is a French wine. Yes. Um, it's actually a rosé. Mm-hmm. It has a really cool label that you'll be able to see on our Instagram. And I nearly said cover, but it's cover. a label. Not it is cover. a label, yeah. Um, can't find the vineyard details on this because that's just life today, apparently. <laughs> so I'll just jump straight in with the tasting notes. Made from classic French grapes, this delicious rosé delivers waves of crisp oh. red currant and fresh strawberry fruit. See what they did there. Served chilled in the height of summer for a refreshing aperitif and savour with seafood salads. This is one private beach where everyone's welcome. Hey! Oh, oh that's pretty pretty gross. Um, yeah. It's kind of, the label looks like those old kind of 1930s adverts for um, cruises or vacations on the Côte d'Azur, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Also, um, kind of gives me, oh, what was it, Fallout vibes? Oh, like, yes. If like, this was a little yeah. bit more tattered, it's it's very Fallout. Like, yeah, you'd see it on a on a billboard with um, super mutants roaming underneath it. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. It's it's um, propagandary in a way. Fallout is video game. Okay. Glug 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 glug. Very light looking. It's very light. It's nice. I'm I'm already suspicious of the fact that there's supposed to be flavors of red currant, and I haven't even tried it yet. Well, you're suspicious oh, of God. the. Of the red currant, or of... I just don't feel like it's going to be red currant-y. Oh, we'll find out, won't we? Cheers! Cheers! Ooh, yeah, ooh. What the fuck happened there? That is a very tart rosé. That's a weird flavour. I cons- I get the red currant, though. That yeah, kind of like sharpness. After. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'd put this on a brew sandwich. It's not that kind of dry that lighter rosés normally are mm. and it's not one of the super sweet Zinfandel kind of rosé it's more like um, I don't know what does that taste like it's the more interesting rosé that I've ever had what do I you think. mean by interesting so like like Sam was saying you've got the really really sweet ones like I think we had a couple of podcasts ago where yeah, um, we had super sickly sweet ones where you're like this is making bad decisions in a beer garden <laughs> <laughs> 
and then you have the really really dry ones that are you kind of feel like you should be wearing a white floaty dress at a lawn party or something the kind yes. of thing that people serve at a wedding you should Love be r- running away across a perfectly Meadow. manicured lawn and like you're being chased sh- by a captain like you're in a chanel um <laughs> perfume advert or something yes yeah. exactly yeah. that's a, yeah perfume advert yeah. wine um and the, this is neither of those this it's is a sassy wine like a cocktail this is oh yeah, like a really straight up boozy cocktail. It's kind of daiquiri reminiscent. This is divorcee sitting by a tennis court watching people and judging them wine. And this maybe is... about to have an affair with the pool boy. Yeah, but making this... making eyes at yes. the the gardener. This is exactly yeah. what the label suggests. It's glamorous people sat on a beach wine. Yeah, it is. Good branding. But like glamorous people in that kind of. Pre-war era. Pre-war era, slightly bitchy, very wealthy and bored. I don't think we've ever described any of our wines as... uh, Proper. Proper wine. Like proper tasting notes. But more (laughs) even just like, it is such a distinctive moment this wine gives you. And I don't think any of the others have given us that. No. Uh, Well, Well, aside from bad poor ideas and, you know, bad Bad decisions and drinking. Yeah. No, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. I quite like it. Hmm. So I think first impressions are that we are quite enjoying it. Yeah. But we'll see how we feel at the end of the bottle. Yeah. Yes. So the reason that we chose this wine, I think is fairly obvious. We've loosely been referring to this episode as the Beach Bodies episode. I think we'll be talking, you know, about body image as a whole. Yeah. But because it's summer and, and the reason that it came about was because basically I was thinking about trying to find bikinis for my holiday. Right. Um, it, it, it's a beach wine. It says it's private beach, beach on it, and there's a woman in a swimsuit and everything. Yeah. And she looks very happy. So, you know, I'll give her that. And it actually tastes like holidays. It does yeah. taste like holidays. So now that we've all got glasses of wine. Um... <laughs> and they're definitely preparing our beach bodies in a <laughs> proper manner. For sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about being beach body ready. Mm. That is all in air quotes, obviously. Yes. <laughs> of course. It's a steaming load of shit. Do either of you, at this moment in time, feel beach body ready? In the sense of the phrase that we all know in our hearts what it means, even if we don't agree with it, absolutely fucking not. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm going on holiday with my family at the time of recording in a couple of months, and I... I'm not at all prepared, at, at all prepared to don a swimsuit, even, like, even a little bit. And my yeah. dad's very judgmental, so it's going to be fun. Good. Would you really say something? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, that's rubbish. Without a shadow of a doubt. It's all right, he's one to talk. Um, What about you guys? Yeah, I bet he wouldn't have been in a bikini either. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the colour and the shape. He might look better in a bikini. Seems unlikely. Ew. You're welcome. What about you, Alex? Um, again, there are many things wrong with that statement, which we'll get we will address. Through. Yes. Um, I'm always not always. I'm quite body confident. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd happily. Do you know what? Weirdly, I feel more confident in a bikini or underwear than I do in shorts and a vest top. Strange. 
Yeah, really strange. I think I think it's because I'm really confident uh, with my like belly region, but not confident with my arms and legs. <laughs> so anything that just gets my midriff out, I'm more happy than just my extremities. <laughs> right. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so I just, I I feel ready to go on holiday and don a bikini, but like everyone, of course I have hang-ups, um, and. I work really, really hard in the gym and yet probably feel more self-conscious than I ever have done because my whole, a lot of my world is now taken up by being um, interested in the gym and women of Instagram that are super fit and who inspire me, but yet then obviously lead me to uh, examine my own flaws in more detail. Yeah, I can see that. a long-winded answer to that. So what, when we say the term beach body, what do you think of? What is the, what does that mean to you? Does it just mean walking onto a beach in a swimsuit wearing very little? Or is there a particular kind of body that you associate with it? So I think because of the way that I mentally refer to myself, my body and, and the way that I look, I don't, I don't think that I ever use the term beach body unironically <laughs> like when i say beach body i it's it's air quoted to fuck and i and somewhat sneeringly but i do think that when i think of the phrase beach body and what i envisage is being gorgeous in a bikini and no that's not fair being athletically slim in a bikini mm-hmm. because i'm gorgeous anyway Hell yeah. Um, or Hell at least yeah, I try am. to fucking tell myself that. Mm. I don't always believe it, but sometimes I do. Well, we believe it. Don't yeah. Um, but we'll yeah, for you. being athletically slim in a bikini with like tan skin and perfect beach waves and, you know, toned thighs that I've never had. And just all this, you know, all these... Basically, the the front of a magazine. There's this one magazine cover that had um, Sienna Miller in mm-hmm. on it, where she's wearing she's wearing a white bikini bottom and a yellow jumper, and her chair, she's got she's got hair. She's got beautiful hair. She's always had beautiful hair, and she's just like standing sort of face forward, and she just looks like happy and ready, like she's about to be pushed into a glistening blue pool by someone called like Franco or something Chad Hunter oh Hunter (laughs) R.I.P. Hunter (laughs) so that's what I think of when I think of Beachbody is essentially Sienna Miller okay (laughs) Albert what about you Um, I think of like either a perfume advert you know like that um, one where she's like in a in a boat and she's like sat in this boat and she's got slight like a glisten of sand on her chest and her hair is wet and then a man dab it off cool water yes that one that is what I think of apparently I've got an encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of perfume adverts um, today dab it off but also uh, someone who is travelling the world on their gap yard um, and posting the pictures on Instagram, like from behind with their pert bottom and their like arms up, like in a like peace signs, 
and their hair is like waving in the wind. Everything you're describing is a wanker. I mean, I I want to be there. I want to be that but wanker. I'll be the person. In, I'll be the person in the bar. I want to be where the wankers are. <laughs> I want to stand, put my hands in the air. I do, and in the beach. I do have a picture of me on a beach from behind, but I do not have my hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sam? Um. Pretty much everything you guys have just said, like beach body to me is like the kind of woman, and it's always woman. I don't really think about beach bodies for men because you're not presented with it in the same obnoxious terms most of the time. No, but um, I do think we should talk there about it. We should talk about yeah. it. Because I, think I think it's there's... getting a lot worse, but also maybe it's just because we're women, so we're like, how yeah. can I be beach body ready? But so we think about. I know fewer men's magazines are sold on the premise of getting them beach ready yeah, than women's true. magazines. Let's put it that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, so very, very slim women. The only bits that wobble when they move are their tits and their ass. Um, and even then, it's minimal. Mm. Um, tanned, white, often I would think of yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and just yeah, skinny white bitches in bikinis. Presenting as happy, but probably a starving. Yeah, <laughs> but there are a couple of things that I want to pick up on there because so you ref sam referenced magazines yes and alex you mentioned instagram yeah i want to know who we think is really currently now to blame for perpetuating this societal pressure because i can't remember the last time i picked up a magazine and yet i still feel this way i still feel like i'm being flooded with these images but again, social media is. But I don't yeah. follow those people on social media. No, no but, but you the do adverts have... pop up all the time without you even realizing adverts, it. Friends as well. Let's not forget, friends take very carefully posed pictures. Yeah, of course. When you're shopping for bikinis, like mm. there has been a movement recently to be more inclusive, and in a lot of brands, um, in terms of size, color, ethnicity, um, gender as well. You know, there's I've seen adverts. For female sp- swimwear on male models um but typically what you're going to see when you go onto the asos page is yeah. a size eight woman in a bikini yeah unless it's their kind of curve um kind of um whatever it's called mm. um say it louder for the people in the back patronizing bullshit curve. but they Fuck have started doing the thing where they will they won't edit the pictures so you can see all the stretch marks and the still cellulite. though i mean it's still slim women but you can see that they have flaws there's still i think i think this is part of a wider discussion anyway yeah but um the selection of models that you see is still within a set parameter like how often have you seen um a model in a wheelchair in a bikini yeah how often or an amputee or how often have you seen a woman in a bikini advertising a clothing brand who is not she may be plus size quotes but she's still got big tits big ass skinny little waist yeah you don't see someone with a big belly you don't see someone unless um, it's a statement unless with, they're trying with to make uh, a mismatched size boobs you don't yeah. see like it's a very it's still very there very are set. exceptions to that rule but not but yeah there are brands doing it yeah. but mm. primarily even when you're being sold this like oh my god love your curves love your body it's still unattainable mm-hmm. so I, I think the skinny thing is not necessarily the only thing that 
we're seeing, but yeah. yeah, it's a similar level of aspiration bordering on unattainable. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even God, think we're about screwed, aren't we? <laughs> yep. Like, bloody yeah. hell! I didn't even think about the shopping aspect because I was, de- you know, I was thinking about. Mm. I used to read magazines when I was a teenager, so that's obviously like part of where the root came from. But I really, and then I really was thinking about it today because I feel like going oh it's beauty magazines it's all their fault it's like a default like a default blame game yeah but actually i think that that's quite outdated because i don't think that that many people actually read the magazines anymore um well print media is nothing like it was and i also don't think marketing is going to adapt yeah we live in but i also don't think that the magazines promote that kind of thing quite the same way anymore um whereas i think instagram really is Instagram, Insta models. Insta, yeah. yeah, and I love. I you know I speak as a as a lover of Instagram. Yeah, and of and someone who genuinely thinks that going on Instagram makes me happy. Like a lot of people go, oh, I feel such pressure to live like a perfect life. The only thing I feel pressure about when I go on Instagram is that I want to read all the books. <laughs> That's because you follow like all the books, yeah. and follow, I really yeah. want a cat. That's the other thing. I oh, see. Mine's all about food. <laughs> like I just really want to cook really tasty food. Yeah, when I go on Instagram. But, like, it genuinely makes me happy, but I do think that Instagram models are... are they're the new magazine spread. Yeah. But then I, did, I really didn't even think about the shopping thing, and it just suddenly reminded me of something that I heard on a podcast this week. Um, did you guys know? And I was half listening to this, so this is probably complete bullshit, but I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> Tan France's memoir... So Tan from Tan Queer Eye. From Queer Eye. Yeah. His memoir came out yeah. recently. Naturally Tan. Yeah. Ooh, and apparently in this memoir, he talks about his time working in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. And apparently we have Tan to thank for uh, an uptick in the um, trend of high-waisted bikinis. So I really? knew I knew he was my favourite from Queer Eye. And uh, that's just pretty Why is he? Why? Not fact-checked. Okay. Just for the record. <laughs> but he could be an instrumental part in it. Yeah. Someone once made a point to me, this is related to the tan thing and the fashion thing, Um, of, and again, don't know how much of this is true. I think it's a gross oversimplification, but it was a point that I found interesting, mm-hmm. Um, was that a lot of the fashion industry, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of gay men in the fashion industry, Mm-hmm. Um and there and maybe the idea of beauty that they have is not the same as a woman or a straight man or whatever. So a lot of the models you're presented with are very androgynous. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like that's a, a lot of a lot of designers, flat chested, boyish like, frames, yeah. clothes cut for a boyish frame. And again, that could be complete. Um, that's simplification the, that, of, that, yeah and that's on the catwalk mm. yeah that's but high then, that's high fashion yeah yeah but high fashion as we know from the double wears prada trickles down into the, yeah yeah of course it does um i think though like high street brands and stuff like that are getting more onto the kind of fitness model kind of bracket yeah. um because because probably instagram is becoming massive in the kind of like i i think probably again not back checked but like the amount of like searches probably for like fitness inspo and stuff like that is probably mm-hmm. huge. Mm. I just have a thing to say, um, so that we don't have to keep saying not fact checked. 
We have never purported to be experts. <laughs> yeah. We are. We do not have three to drunk ignore. bitches with opinions. Yeah. yeah we, we are. you know, check your sources, do your own independent research, feel your own feelings. We're not right all the time. We don't know everything. We just have a couple of bottles of wine and two microphones. If you would like to send us some facts, you are yeah. If they've, if we, if you can correct us or anything like that, or you have any more information on what we're talking about, then please do get in touch. And if you ever, if we ever say anything that you disagree with, with or you believe that we are being sensitive, please do let us know because yeah. we're learning. It's a journey. But no, it is. every day is a school day. <laughs> but yeah, so there are a lot of things that feed into this idea of the body ready thing body ready everyone is body ready are you body no, but, ready no but this is the thing like this is what we're talking about like everyone is beach body ready because you are a body because you have a body on the beach well this you is, go to the so beach saying body ready is exactly the same thing uh, this is what like sab you did something about this last summer so i've got a fabulous picture of you from mm-hmm. from our hot tub holiday mm-hmm. in this like amazing ethereal gown and it's like oh, i just mm. fucking love that the picture. gown i ran around in yes the flouncy gown oh i loved the flouncy which gown. Flouncy for gowns. listeners is basically a sheer um it's meant to be like a beach cover-up but it's a maxi dress and it looks like some victorian gown but it. see-through it like looks you want like to run again through a field through a lawn i love yes. it being it's chased like by a man if marina and the diamonds did heathcliff it's me or florence the machine yes yeah yeah absolutely anyway it's a fabulous picture it's a fabulous outfit and you posted a picture of yourself in said outfit Mm. with or just before i think you put on the outfit when you're wearing just the bikini Mm. underneath being that basically said this is my body it's in the bikini i don't always feel good but fuck it deal with it world (laughs) and um hear my tits and i remember being super 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 inspired by that um good Still haven't posted a fucking picture of myself in a bikini, but <laughs> given that we've been talking about like style of pressure, blah blah blah, and we're all heavily putting um beach body in quotes upon quotes upon quotes, do we feel like there's been a general shift in attitude? I know we've talked about um that Sam you made the point that you don't necessarily think fashion has caught up with it. But what about culture? I think there has the, it, it, there has been an undeniable shift in terms of what we are presented with now versus what we were presented with I'd say beginning of I was going to say beginning of the century but that is actually accurate because like early noughties um, mm-hmm. was a very different story and I think things have slowly been changing for over 10 years um, but the body positivity movement uh, has been massive they're like Ashley Graham, first plus size model to be on, um, what was it? Sports, Sports Illustrated. Illustrated, yeah. Um, I, I mean, again, plus size, but she's fucking hot. She's not the same plus size people can't be hot, but yep. she's basically just the proportions of someone who has been in magazines before scaled up. Mm. It's, yeah. you know. Um, so I think there's been a movement. I think that movement is more inclusive, and I think there's a lot more. Um, celebration of it. People like Body Posse Panda, Megan Jane Crab. Um, she's got um, over a million followers on Instagram. She's, she's the one got that's a book. got books that you're excited about. Yeah, yeah, I want to read her book. Um, which is all based around acceptance and 
you know not dieting or not feeling like you have to diet and loving your body and not shrinking yourself um you've got people like yeah you've got so many more plus size brands you've got um curve friendly brands in terms of lingerie and stuff you've got people like the range you get for big boobs now is so much bigger um (laughs) (laughs) bigger in every sense um it's well yeah you can buy um double d or e or g bras at tesco's as i discovered yesterday yeah and you can get nice bras not just beige maternity looking bras for like h g j cut boobs Mm. which you can do without having to pay like 80 quid a bra whatever Mm. 10 years ago um obviously my background is in lingerie so that's why i know know these i've you know had friends that have been bigger chested yeah um and they they literally like i remember at school i'd spend like 12 quid on a bra and one of my friends who was very well developed used to get us boobs um, she <laughs> would literally have to spend like 120 quid on a bra no, and my her sister back was, was like killing all the yeah. time regardless yeah. of the fact that she spent that much money on a bra yeah um, and they were always a little bit gross yeah, yeah. when yeah there's this kind of idea that they had to be for function industrial yeah. you couldn't be that be size sexy. and be sexy yeah. yeah Um, and I think there is a movement but I also think and I'd like to come back to this later on mm-hmm. I think there is also a tendency towards and i'm gonna have to say this um delicately but the thing that annoys me is constantly feeling like you have to tell people that they're beautiful regardless of what they look like Mm. um and i'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to feel that way or that you're not i'm just saying that this constant affirmation of everyone being beautiful is almost it almost takes away people's individuality i think Mm -hmm. Um, and i think as well like you're allowed to not find people attractive exactly and what and it might you know regardless of their weight regardless of whatever else uh, any other physical attributes you don't have to think everyone is beautiful and i think now there's a if you don't agree that someone is then there's kind of a um your as long as you're, as long as you're not like going as long as you're not going after them and being like yeah. you fat cunt or whatever like there's a you di- know yeah there's or, a difference between however yeah people are abusive which is in a lot of fucking ways believe me i've had the comments on youtube but yeah i just think it, it, it feels false there's sometimes. a difference between body positivity being like anyone can be attractive mm. to anyone and there is nothing wrong with being a size and shape that is not traditionally considered beautiful. And actually, personally, finding someone attractive, whether they are a size zero or a size 20, like, it's there is a difference. And I think, like you say, it basically boils down to don't be a cunt about it. Yeah. Because, like, don't be an arsehole. You and I all three of us have very different opinions on the men that we find attractive because we are all well alex and i are both straight sam you identify as greedy yeah (laughs) um (laughs) or no i think i prefer the term unfussy if we're going for labels okay cool right so you identify as unfussy Unfussy. Uh i'm straight until proven otherwise and (laughs) straight until proven guilty (laughs) (laughs) and alex i believe you are straight 
but I might be projecting. Anyway. <laughs> Alex just shrugs like, meh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway. We'll see what happens. And it doesn't matter. But <laughs> primarily, this is a table a table of women who are, are primarily attracted to men. Yeah. And in relationships, respectively, with three very different gentlemen. <laughs> and I think, like, we all have different opinions on what we find attractive. And uh, speaking for myself, I like your partners very much and i recognize that they are handsome people but i'm personally not attracted to them and i think that you would probably feel the same way about my boyfriend but yeah but yeah like separate uh, separate from the the fact that they belong to us (laughs) on this week's great culture (laughs) (laughs) all it's revealed um i i think with what we're talking about in terms of um calling people beautiful regardless and stuff like that I think just for so long, there was only one type of beautiful, beauty. and I and I just think oh, be- that people yeah, are just desperately heart. trying to counterbalance that, which is why we've kind of gone to the extreme of like everyone's beautiful. beautiful, and obviously, like we said, they are in their own right, but we still associate beauty as an attraction. Mm. I think, and maybe just the wording should be different. Just to jump in on mm-hmm. that because I I agree, but. Um, it's the, the 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 crux of this whole thing of me being like you can't call everyone beautiful, is I don't think this idea of beauty should be coming from other people anyway. It should be coming from you. And if you think you're beautiful, and if you're happy in do, that, though. that's fine. But having other people be like, oh my god, girl, you look so great. Oh my god, let me touch your face. I love your skin. They look like all the time about everybody. It's mm. just. I it think this is what object. they're trying to do. It's I all about yeah. like wellness and body confidence. They're trying to get people to realise they're beautiful or slash have confidence to believe they are. Yeah. And so doing that, it's become very in your face. Tell me I'm beautiful, blah, blah, yeah. It's like the reverse yeah. of change starts from within because yeah. it's it's trying to be change starts from change starts from without, which I is is, you know, yeah. fleeting. Um I just wanted to say one thing, which is that I read recently and I already knew this to be true, but I didn't sort of put together how recently it changed, which was that um, really until kind of like, well, like World War One kind of time. Yeah. Prior to um, Industrial Revolution and all that sort of stuff, a plumper woman was considered mm. more attractive because like... And this is all due to the male gaze. Um, two men considered more attractive because it meant that they were rich enough that they didn't have to work and could afford eat. And And so to have to have a plump wife meant was a status symbol that meant that you made enough money that you not only was your wife not in service or whatever and didn't have to work. And that is true after the industrial revolution a little bit as well. Because it was like inspiration to work or whatever. Um, bullshit. Painting, right? like like... Um, but also yeah. that you could afford regular me- meals. That's the same with hands as well. Like you, if you were yeah, pale, you didn't work outside. Yeah. There's always going to be fashions with body shapes. Women's beauty standards are always going to fluctuate because as soon as you have one extreme, not extreme, you'll have one kind, and then there'll be an upsurgence in another sort for whatever reasons, whether it's social reasons. Um, well, it's like when we read the glamour book. Yeah, 
And there was that whole thing where it was like, glamour was great, glamour was great. And then the men suddenly cottoned on to the fact that the women felt good. And they were like, we've got to change it now. You've got to be demure. Get back into your place. Boom! Get in the kitchen. Don't Shut eat anything up. so you're meek and mild and can't fight back. <laughs> oh, honey, you're looking a little bit faint. Bring me some whiskey and take off my shoes. <laughs> and go and have your monthlies and I won't see you for a week. Like that kind of bullshit. And then give birth and probably die because you're so malnutritioned. <laughs> yeah. Yes. you give me a son it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry guys oh. <laughs> but there is definite fashion there's fashions for body shape yeah and, and it happens that the 90s which is when we grew up um, were forming opinions and had young forming brains uh, yeah malnutrition but make it fashion <laughs> make her look gaunt but sexy like yeah, yeah. Um, thigh gaps and hip bones and gaps. thigh gaps and hip bones and I don't at any point in this podcast we did want to put a trigger warning in the beginning which I will do in a minute mm-hmm. um, I don't at any point in this episode want to disparage people who are having eating disorder or struggling with eating disorders um, of any kind be it anorexia mm. on the one hand or overeating and obesity on the other um, and say that your the way you look is invalid or not beautiful but even separate from eating disorders we're not disparaging any size or, or body shape. type yeah exactly or anything talking about opinions of society and the pressures that we feel as individuals as well yes but very much the 90s waif androgynous grungy look kate moss Aww. look kate moss look was what we grew up with and had formed in our head and then it got to the early noughties and i think it went that but let's put some boobs on it we were talking about you know size double zero glorifying God, people with mental, very real yeah. very real diseases like um nicole ritchie and yeah. um victoria beckham victoria beckham and kate bosworth was yeah. huge in the early noughties the the phrase that we all know and hate and disagree with which is nothing tastes as good as skinny feels uh, so have you eaten any food ever Clearly i'll tell not. you what tastes as good as skinny feels pretty much everything and i include celery in that and i fucking hate celery <laughs> fight me i'll win i'm bigger than you do you know if someone said to me nothing tastes as good as sexy feels i'd be like hmm that's an interesting point because that's not saying that the two are mutually exclusive you know I, mean? I suppose the point of the statement is that you can't have one without the other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the fact that you couldn't have skinny yeah. without eating. Like that's a terrible, terrible. I think a lot of people are trying to counterbalance that now. Absolutely, which yeah. is kind of what Health. we were saying. Health like, is massive now. Yes, but I read a fascinating but so article. stuff like tea. And yeah, I read a fascinating article about yeah. um, how. Things are trying to like jump on it to try and make it seem healthy and it's not yeah sorry i read a fascinating article about how eating disorders are masquerading as eating clean clean eating yeah um, i think true. sometimes that yeah that, that all that you're eating is kale smoothies and you're like i can't possibly be unhealthy i'm eating only vegetables and it's like well you're eating only vegetables yeah ever. and you've not given any yeah. thought to any other aspects of your diet which is a but then a lot of women that I follow that are like fitness people and stuff like that will then also post themselves eating ice cream and stuff and go, actually, 
I just really want an ice cream. But though. then it's the it's not just what you're eating; it's the hyper focus on when and what you're eating. Oh, yeah, that's the true. fact that because this is what this article talked about, which was that it wasn't just that they were eating well; that they were so focused on the second that they ate something, they would know exactly how many calories were in it, and documenting everything and taking pictures of how wholesome you were. And that no no bite of food went unanalyzed. And I think that's the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating. Mm-hmm. Because disordered eating is um, an abnormality in eating habit. Whereas an eating disorder is a psychological yes. prob- an illness. Mm. And um, but disordered eating can often be a precursor yeah, to, yeah. and in this specific article was a precursor to an eating disorder. But they were talking about how clean eating made it easier for them to hide, to hide the fact yeah. that they were yeah. stepping in that direction. Yeah, yeah. and um, somewhat I can't remember if I mentioned this in the podcast before, but I went to an event that was all about kind of teenagers and you know the struggles they face at the moment and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and someone from um, a local rugby group who runs it was mm. there. And um, she was saying that the same amount, and she said scientifically, the same amount of endorphins that one has when they do exercise happens when you get likes on a picture yeah. Yeah, on social media. I mean, addiction. And so, media, yeah, because yeah. like people get addicted to exercise because they're like, wow, like I feel so great. But, like, if you could just do that in the comfort of your home and someone's, like, giving you that dose constantly yeah. of, like, wow, you're doing the right thing. And, like, oh, I feel so great. I feel so great. And yeah. if that thing is something that's maybe not necessarily healthy or good for you, mm. then you're screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the subject of sort of, like, that positive, negative reward food thing, like, one of the things that I have really been trying to train myself not to do is refer to food as either good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and if this happens a lot, because you'd be like, oh, I was really good today. I was really oh. good today. I just had a salad for lunch. I just looked at a cake through a window. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be bad tonight. Molecules went in my tummy. <laughs> I'm going to be bad tonight and have a burger. And like, yeah. I still do it, but I really, really, really have tried to catch myself because there is no food that is inherent- inherently good or bad. And I think, yeah. And I don't want to punish myself for eating food that I like and or reward myself for eating food that I hate. And this yeah. concept of a cheat meal. Like, I understand. Why Why is it cheat and not treat? Like, why is it not... Mm, um, yeah, because it implies it's a bad thing. Yeah, it implies that... It's like, even, it's even, language, when you're, it? even when you're giving yourself something that, say, like a lot of fad diets, and we will talk about fad diets after the mm-hmm. break, um, but... They, there's an encouragement and there's a proven psychological link between having uh, the odd um, splurge on the things you're not meant to have on these diets. Mm. Like it helps to keep you on track and mm-hmm. various people. But it's always referred to as a, as a cheat, not a treat. Always, a always treat. negative. And cheat is a negative connotation, yeah. whereas treat is a positive. Mm. Do you know what? I am the. Ha- My mum said the other day. I just had this big joy bliss feeling just now and that's so lovely. I went, oh, that's nice. I usually get that when I'm waiting for a takeaway. <laughs> and honestly, the joyous feeling I get is when you, you've got that excitement. You know, It's you just know, about to come and you're going to be so full and happy. And you know when you have really good food and you do the food dance oh, and you're love it. like, 
Yeah. That, Sorry, that, that, honestly, yeah. it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. And purest actually, we should and... enjoy that and yeah. we should celebrate But that. again, that can be addictive. And... The purest yeah, moment of, of happiness I ever saw was watching... Um, what's that? It's like the Saturday morning kitchen where they do the your food treat and your food terror. Oh, heaven and hell. And yeah. Have like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was Phil Jupitus. I love Phil Jupitus. And he got his food heaven... And he like took a little bite of it, and then he went mm-hmm, and oh, like did a little j- little jiggle. That is the best <laughs> and I remember watching that, being like, "I just want to live every day as happy as Phil yeah. Jupiter's in yeah. that moment." I've never seen someone do a fucking plank and then come up and be like, "Ooh!" <laughs> like, <laughs> no, never. Just not to say it's not a thing, but it's uh, just. I mean, yeah. I love to plank, but I'm not doing a dance afterwards. I'm collapsing. Speaking of um, treats rather than cheats. How did everyone find the private beach wine? I really liked it. Me too. As did I. I thought it was... Gone. It's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Um, <laughs> we, do, we say scone too much. I know, but I like it. I love scone. <laughs> yeah, I think it was... Uh, it's probably one of the nicest roses I remember having. Um, <laughs> let's put it that way. Uh, it was nice and sharp. Um, it's... Sharp without being dry, and sometimes I don't. A dry wine does make me a bit like, um, I yeah, I liked it. I think this. I think this is a real like medium bodied wine. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm gonna say it is. It's a two on the dry scale. Yeah, it seems about right. Medium body is a word they use, but I don't know what it means. It means that it's not. It's a size ten, and it's not. She's a perfect ten. Yeah, but she wears a (laughs) twelve. Um. That was a great song. Yeah. Shout out to the beautiful South. <laughs> if only we had the rights, we could end this episode with that song. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a really good medium body wine. We've always had like really sweet or really dry. Yeah. And this is like somewhere in the middle. I think we've it's found nice our pack. rosé crack. Like this is... Pussy and that crack. <laughs> oh, God. I liked it. <laughs> I, yeah, I have nothing to add. I liked it too. Grand. <laughs> oh god, it's going to be edited to make me sound like a fucking Egypt. So on that strange musical interlude, um, we're going to take a break, but we'll be back shortly to talk about lots of other stuff to do with bikini bodies. Ooh. Ooh. And we're back after our small interlude with our brand new wine, which is uh, something I can't pronounce. But the story behind this wine <laughs> is that it is a red wine. You have to try. Yeah, you have to try. If I have to try, you have to try. Well, it's going to be super English because I refuse. Uh, uh, and it is a prior rat. Um, <laughs> you can try a bit harder. I would pronounce it prior rat. Yeah, prior rat. That's what I said. Prior rat. Prior rat. Prior rat. Queer rat. Queer rat. It's a queer rat. Um, it's a Spanish red that is from Morrison's, uh, specially selected so you know it's good shit. By Mr. Morrison By himself. Mr. Morrison, privately. Um, but it is 2016, it is uh, described as full-bodied and rich, which is primarily the reason I chose it, because I was looking for a full-bodied red, seeing as we are talking about bodies. Um, and it was the first one I picked up that had a fucking vegan sign on it. So yay, you're welcome. The things we do for it. you. Yes. I mean the things we do for animals. Nothing was harmed. Yay. Let's cheers and pour. 
So according to the label, um, it is a concentrated blackberry fruit flavour in here with a touch of dark chocolate and velvety oak. My feeling is it's going to be a mouth coater, but we will yeah. see. Uh, and apparently it's delicious with roast beef, rich casseroles and strong cheeses. Well, what isn't? Bottle contains six glasses. We'll see about that. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. Mopping yeah, well, up. so great. <laughs> <laughs> makes me sad uh for reference <laughs> listeners sam just mopped up the wine spill with her wrist support <laughs> it smells red oh this is everything i don't like in red <sighs> i don't hate it it's a bit spicy kim what's your feeling it's not everything i love in a red but it's fucking close mm. i am um, Got a bit of the butter. It hasn't got the full butter. No, it's not the full. It's, it's half fat butter. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Sunflower Mar- spread. I was going to say, like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's got yeah, a margarine, margarine vibe. It's got butter on the middle of the tongue, but not, like, at the sides. I can feel my teeth straight. It's like, you know when you're, te- when you're drinking red wine and your teeth, like, feel, like, really prominent in your mouth? And I'm very aware of them. Is it because it's making the rest of your mouth feel very dry so that... Yeah, more... and then also yeah. my teeth, so they become more, like, there. Okay. An interesting take on red wine from You're Alex. You're welcome, listeners. I really want to read some kind of scientific paper about the, the ways that different wines work in different people's mouths. Because your reaction to red wine is so opposite to mine. But and like, yet, we all have different taste buds. And yet we? we've liked a lot of the same red, and I really like this. I mean, I'll drink... If we were sat by a fire and it was winter, I'd drink it. But I'm not going to choose that. You say that for every wine. I, I mean, if I was sat somewhere and someone gave it to me, then yes, I would drink it. The way that I'm feeling is that it's it's nice. I don't, like, astoundingly love it. Probably wouldn't choose it. But I'm enjoying it. Are you getting blackberry wine. and oak from it? Hmm. Maybe oak. Not blackberry. Definitely oak. Little bit of blackberry. I get more of the blackberry than the oak. Really? But it's the it's the aftertaste, not the oh yeah, maybe the first swill. Good. Well, that's the prior rat. I I wanted to lighten the mood a little and bit. darken the wine. Um, because Poetic. so the first one put me in a really good mood. Um, even though we were talking about some pretty he- heavy subjects. And I wanted to just kind of ride that good mood a little bit and talk about something slightly more fun, mm-hmm. which is we're talking about beach bodies, we're talking about holidays, I'm shopping a lot. Mm-hmm. What's your preferred swimming attire? Like, what is your preferred beach wear? I really like those, um, the kind of stripy Victorian <laughs> full length. <laughs> With a, a little frill hit. around my hips. <laughs> I think that looks great. Um, and I, I, when I have it, I like to come out of a shed that has been wheeled into the sea by my manservant. And and do like a run that's just like all knees. <laughs> like high, high knees all the way to the shore. High knees into the sea. Beach ball coming at you. <laughs> so just like pretty mainstream then. <laughs> yeah, you know, just your average. Just your Iron Appa classic. Iron Appa. Iron Appa. <laughs> iron Appa woo. Um, Shagaloof in 
in my beachwear. Um, uh, no, but the tan lines in that. Well, there wouldn't be any. It would be your hands and your feet. <laughs> oh, I love the colour you've got. Oh, it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been varnishing an old desk? No, it's just my tan. Um, no, in all seriousness, I prefer a bikini because I think, um, like Alex, I don't. I'm the bits I'm least happy with are my legs um and so i feel like when i have my middle covered it's basically i am dressed normally oh and here's my cellulite so i like to have something in the middle to break it up and you like a string bikini don't you well i I don't like them they're just adjustable but i feel i do feel a bit like uh, a roast that's been tied up sometimes (laughs) only if it's not adjustable though i feel yeah but i yeah see because my memory of you is in that like turquoise string bikini bit. Oh, the dragon the tits bikini. Oh, I loved the dragon yeah. tits bikini. That's where we went. Is Crete. We went to Crete. Yes. We went on holiday together, listeners. We, we went to Crete and it was great. And you had the little mermaid one. I had the little that mermaid one. I loved yep. that. Yes. I like I like a string bikini, at least one with tie hips, because I was told by fashion magazines sure that it makes your legs look longer. Yeah. Um and also I feel that because my hips, my bum and my thighs are the biggest part, if I cover that up with too much fabric, it makes them look bigger. Interesting. How about you? I like a high-waisted... You do like a high-waisted. I like a high-waisted and a proper bra. Mm-hmm. Like um, an underwire. Yeah, because... Also because you've got long, slender legs. I've got long you legs. leggy. I am a I am leggy. That was my nickname for a while. Was legs. Oh nice, that's good. When um we used to play international drinking rules at uni, where you can't say someone's name, we all had set nicknames, and mine was legs. And um, <laughs> we was on the leg man. <laughs> <laughs> like Game of Thrones. But yes, I I have legs. That is the thing. <laughs> I have long legs. For many years, and my I cannot legs. lie. I have long legs and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't um, deny. When a girl walks years. in in one step. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. Oh, you, get a, a, you get a cheers yeah, for that. Cheers, 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 my friend. Right. <clears throat> I like a high waisted bikini because I. Like my legs, for the most part, Mm -hmm. I do not enjoy my tummy at all. I think that my the two areas of my body that I dislike the most are my tummy and my arms. Also, it's not just about the fact that I'm trying to hide my tummy. I generally like high-waisted things, and I have Hmm. for years... Back when I was, you know, a size 10, I had this amazing pair of high-waisted shorts and I honestly swear to God they were the best things that ever happened to me um <laughs> fashion wise not just in life um I was gonna say you've got some weird standards here <laughs> well this is what fashion does um but I like I like a vintagey rockabilly style yeah. so I like a high-waisted and I like a proper bra because um partially because I got boobs a couple of years ago and I'm still not entirely sure what to do with them. Yeah, you were kind of presented with them and then went, well, cheers. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I forgot did, it just appeared. They they literally just appeared. It's like, like overnight you woke up. I was a B and then I was a double D. And I was like... I was a wasp. Well, all right then. This is this is just happening now. I mean, that's a fun thing to happen though. Mm. Not when you have to get rid of all your old nice bras. 
Yeah, I had a lot of nice bras and I was quite happy. Also, I've spent Mm. like a good 15 years or whatever knowing how to dress for small boobs. And Uh, yeah, and then you're presented with. And then I was like, now I've got big boobs and everything looks weird. Bodacious Bahama mamas, and you need to know what to do with them. Yeah, and it's not like it looked bad, but like I didn't look how I Mm. was used to looking for ages. Mm. Um, But also because I have back issues. And a proper bra is good for back and shoes. My exception to that rule is the aforementioned Little Mermaid bikini, which, while high-waisted, um, the top is is a string bikini one. But I don't like string bikinis because I have an older sister who's a twat, and she likes undo to un- them. undo them. And uh, so do you, not, actually. So, so do I. Yeah, yeah you, you're do, the, you, you do are it. the worst. You are the absolute worst. I have to, like, triple knot when I'm around you. <laughs> Because you just like look at a string bikini and it flops off. I like a string bikini um, because, as mentioned, I am not a fan of my legs and my arms. And I feel that that's more flattering as in it makes your legs look longer and your arms slightly further apart. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you going in like a crab? (laughs) Like, what's, what's that crab from Futurama? Do you Zoidberg. mean Zoidbergs? Yeah, that's, that's what's happening. Um, no, I like a string bikini. I enjoy uh, being as nude as possible. <laughs> you you are a naked person, aren't you? I are am you, a naked are you, person. Are you one of those people that likes to pot around naked? Yeah. Are you one of those people? No. no. I don't like not having my bottom covered. Like, I I will sleep without a top on. But I will always wear underwear. Oh yeah, I do. I would I never do it. Because like, the other way around is weird, right? You know when people keep their bra on during sex? We've talked whatever. about this, oh, haven't so we? Because it makes weird. me feel really odd. Because like, someone's in your guts, mate. Like, yeah. why are you getting pressure that about your tits? That is like, exposure what? you're going to have. What was it yeah. called? There was a, fra- a phrase about it. Because I made a... I was telling you guys a story about wearing a t-shirt and no pants for some reason anyway i am not an i'm not an always nude person i'm an underwear Potterer. and yeah i like being like nearly nude but not never nude. But you're not I'm never nude. gonna say i'm i'm, 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 not, also, yeah. I'm also gonna say it's not just for comfortable sake and what you're comfortable in i love a tan mm. i have to be like when I'm on are, holiday, when we're on holiday, as soon as we're there, you're like, foof, foof, clothes yeah. off on a lounge. Well, exactly. We have to Whereas like, I'm like, you, oh, let me see I, where the hummus is kept. Like, what? You hate hummus? Yeah, I know. I don't know where <laughs> the hummus. It's because we were in Greece. I've, okay, yeah. fine. But like, my main thing is, is when I come back off holiday, I want people to go, "You've been on holiday. Mm. Look how golden brown you are." How else do you remember? To, well, exactly. I love sun cream on you. Well, exactly, and that's really bad. And I don't endorse not wearing sun cream. Except for you. Factor eight. Shout out, she can make her own decisions. Um, Factor eight is not even. It's, you may as well just. I'm Mediterranean. I can do it as well. I'm South African. I still burn to shit. Yeah, I'm I Scottish. I'd be all of you. Nice. Anyway, um, I love tanning, and so therefore I will wear the smallest possible thing to you get will. the most sun coverage. See, I think like for me, my love of high waisted bottoms sometimes upsets me because I like to be tanned. Like I like to get a bit of tan. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it's like I'm wearing high-waisted the rest of the year anyway. So who gives? Who truly gives a fuck? So Alex, you're a happy to be naked person. The naked, mm-hmm. the, the more naked, the better. Uh, Kim, you 
are comfortable to a degree, but would rather have something else on, not not absolutely I nothing. I feel best in, like, in the stages to getting naked, I probably feel best in underwear, provided that that underwear is high-waisted. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, and I am also not a naked person. I find it very uncomfortable and weird and I don't like it at all, even though it's natural. Um, but why do you... So Alex, you're, you're, you've said already you're quite body confident. Not all the time. Mm. But do you feel more confident being naked or in a bikini? Um, obviously, it depends on the situation. Well, like, okay, let's uh, say I, it was a situation I, where you and your boyfriend were in a place in, I don't know, Europe, yeah. because where else, um, <laughs> where you had the option of being nude on a beach or wearing a bikini? Uh, I would probably take my top off and keep my bottoms on. Interesting. Usually because I can't be asked to do any kind of trimmage. And, <laughs> and I'd right. be like, oh. So this is a maintenance issue. It's a maintenance issue right. more than a kind of... And also, to be honest, I don't want sand. Like, I know sand gets in there anyway. But like at least there's a tiny barrier, um, tiny barrier, tiny, tiny barrier of the bikini bottoms. Right. Um, I the trouble is as well is I have to buy bikini bottoms like the size up from mm-hmm. my usual size, which is again why I buy the tie ones. Yeah. Because my bum is bigger than my waist or hips. Yeah. Um, so usually I go in the sea and it goes saggy anyway. Oh, I hate that, yeah. Um, so then I have to get out and dry off and then it like goes back up to its normal shape. It's, it's a whole big ordeal. This is something I hate about swimwear is you either have to go, with, because, because it gets wet, it gets heavier. Um, and you either have to go with, it's going to be tight and unflattering. and unflattering, but it'll stay up yeah. when you go in the sea or in the pool or whatever. Or I'm going to get something that's just like this perfect fit. And as soon as you go in the pool, it's like, gone. Yeah. My strapless bikinis are the devil. Yep, strapless bikinis. But like pants though, like tie side pants yeah. are the worst for it. They really are. And they go saggy and like and they the go saggy. And like, the, yeah, yeah, like the front the front of mine always flops because I've got quite a relatively flat stomach for the rest of me. Yeah. So it kind of goes... Yeah, I, I literally bought a bikini the other day and like bought the size up bottoms because it wasn't a tie one. Mm. And I was like, oh great, it sits really well on my bottom and on my sides. And then like literally leant forward and it's gaping. And I'm like, great, I can see my pubes. <laughs> Everybody, flattering. everybody, please. So great, it will be great to lie down and sunbathe, but it's not made for the reason that it's like built for, which the, is to go swimming. This is an interesting point about the whole fashion behind the beach body thing, is that beach fashion is not practical. It is, is this kind of, when you shop for a bikini, do you shop for a pretty bikini or do you shop for a functional bikini? Always pretty. I'm not doing lengths in that. Well, like, like, the reason that I like a bra bikini is yeah. because I consider it more functional, functional than yeah. a tie. Yeah. Like, I can't keep them in place with a tie bikini. I just can't. Like, I can barely keep is it them like in place with a Is shepherding some wayward sheep? It's just... It just <laughs> That's they how I just, feel sometimes. Honestly, they, they don't really want to be well-behaved. Even when they were... Even when they were small, I preferred a bra bikini because mm-hmm. I... <laughs> And even then, Barbikinis betrayed me. Admittedly, I was jumping off a waterfall, but it like it, <laughs> it had like a little like groove in the middle of it, like between a demi cup and a full cup. Right. Okay. And that little flap, like 
flipped over. So it was just like nipple. And I was why 15. And I was like underwear. Like, this why is... can't bikinis be like fit the same as if, underwear? It feels like, like they're not underwear. tested in water. I feel like bikinis a lot of the time are designed by lingerie designers and it's not the same fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Well this one yeah, I feel like, like this. I, yeah. th- this one that I'm talking about like I feel like that was meant to be a swimming costume. I prefer a bra because I generally aside from that weird Lucenza nightmare um, it they keep they keep me in place and I have to say I have two black bikini bras both of which I've bought from Debenhams that are arguably more comfortable than some of my bras. This is another point. When you put on a bikini, what is the main reason you're putting on a bikini? Is it because you want to go swimming? Is it because you want to be in the sunlight getting some tan? Is it because you want to look good? What is your primary purpose behind your swimwear? Tan first, look good second, swim third. Interesting. It's not quite swim and it's not quite tan. It's swan. 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 Um, It's potential to go in the pool but not be boiling hot whilst I'm not in the pool whilst I'm reading a book. We're talking about we're talking about holiday bikinis. We're not talking about like you go in the pool to do some lessons. No, we're not talking about like a fitness thing because that's a very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swim athleisure. So swim last. Yeah, (laughs) but then. None of us have mentioned wearing swimsuits. Ah, uh, yeah. I have somewhere. I wish I knew where it was because I'm actually really sad that I don't know where it is. A fantastic purple swimsuit that I wore. I think I brought it on holiday when we went on holiday, but I. That was when I piggybacked a holiday just before. Oh yeah. Um. So basically, I went on holiday with my mum for four days. Yeah got the flight back to one airport got a train to the other airport on the other side of the city and yep. met them slept in a pod for a few hours and yep. met them oh, met you guys are like five we flew morning. to crete yes and then we flew to crete i love that you slept in a pod it was great great pod were you would, in, the, in a like swim costume would like, pod again. body ready in that's, the pod that's a fab thing a, a a fab idea for a podcast is to only do it between traveling and staying in those pods oh, yeah. pod in a pod literal podcast love it yeah, I love it. Here for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anyway, yeah, the, there's this great purple one piece. And given that my insecurity is very much my tummy, mm. like, I felt fucking great in that. And I bought it at the airport. Nice. Like, which, I'm sorry, but if you buy something at the airport, at the airport like, nine airport. times out of ten, it's not going to look good. I bought a swimming costume at the airport, but I wore it to a festival, not in a swimming pool. Is that Vanity Scene? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was an Adidas backless swimming costume that goes so far up my ass. It's so uncomfortable. You are hundred percent the only person I know who could wear that. <laughs> yeah, I did wear it with shorts as well. We, or I yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun, and I cannot wear that in swimming pool. It's so like revealing. It's ridiculous. This brings me on to a point that is relevant to the podcast mm-hmm. because we've gone on a rant. Is how do you feel about being in a bikini around your friends? fine Kim you're pulling a I'm face. making face um because it depends which friends and it okay. depends actually yeah maybe that is true I I have had more problems with the way that I look over the last few years than I have ever had before and that happened to coincide with the time in which I've known you guys 
and the two are not related they just happen to coincide that i am more insecure about the way that i look um i don't like being exposed Mm -hmm. i've never been particularly confident in a bikini Mm -hmm. because when i was a teenager it was because i was too skinny and now it's because i'm not skinny enough okay um but there was a time in which i was very happy to be in a bikini with my friends and i it didn't bother me now now i'm less so and when we went on holiday to crete it was the first time that i had been on holiday with you guys and you had all been friends previous to that and been on holiday previous to that so i was yep. already a little bit on edge yeah <laughs> um and also in a little bit of a um i can now recognize anxiety spiral that i hadn't hadn't really yeah. seen coming yeah um but realized pretty swiftly after it and you know sorted myself out and and got the help that i needed um but i'm not great with it and it gives me a lot of worry to be in a bikini i think i'm happy top wise like i'm happy if my if i'm i would be happy now in this room to if i wasn't wearing a dress if i was wearing jeans i'd be happy to take my t-shirt off and be just sitting a bra with you guys Mm -hmm. like that wouldn't bother me but i there is something about being completely like everything other than those little white bits exposed that makes me really really uncomfortable even with you guys even with my sister Mm -hmm. um i just i'm i've never been fine with it really okay the exception is only if i am on holiday like my love of the fact that i'm on holiday slightly overrides it but i'm generally only on holiday with the exception of that one holiday with you guys i'm generally only on holiday with my family and i've yeah. kind of heard everything that they can throw at me already yeah. so <laughs> yeah fair enough what about you um i don't like being in a bikini around friends because i'm friends with people who are smaller than me so i always feel that whether it's true or not i always feel that people are being like ah fatty mm. like which obviously just... we are not well no we're not but... and like my that brain doesn't is going mean, yeah it doesn't mean that your brain is it's not true but like yeah it's i mean it's the way you feel i mean alex you and i've been to the spa in the city we live in a few times mm. every time i'm like oh i want to go with alex it just like even bigger like <laughs> i mean like of course i would say like don't be silly blah blah and also like in every situation i have never looked at a friend and gone um oh wow look at them like and i'm looking at bits i'm looking at them in the face to be honest <laughs> or i'm looking at their ass and going oh wish mine was as like pert as that. <laughs> or, or like you know what i mean like yeah. you look at parts that you envy yeah as opposed to looking at parts that you think aren't great yeah but i do totally get you because in one instance i did go on holiday with someone who was not a nice person anyway but um was like probably two sizes smaller than me she was like a four or a six or something like that she Mm. was teeny tiny Mm. but she was also very small like petite Mm. anyway so she didn't look out of proportion but i was suddenly very aware like wow i'm gonna be 
the larger person and not just like in weight in height and I suddenly felt like quite big yeah um yeah and it's amazing how little it takes you to feel yeah. like that even if statistically you are not no yeah and and, and but actually she said a really awful comment to me on holiday which then made me feel even worse um which uh was and I was like I have I was bigger than I was now but I was like maybe 10 12 like I wasn't so like, you were at most two sizes two dress sizes bigger at top at top yeah yeah but still relatively, like, still, still confident still same, yeah. in myself as well. And there was a... We went to a water park, and there was a family that were, unfortunately, very large. And, like, the children... And we were commenting on how awful it was that the children were out of breath. And, like, okay. for them, like... Because, you know, whatever. But the, these choices were maybe their parents or whatever. We want to talk about this. This is what we were saying while we were on holiday. And she said... Yeah, those kids are even larger than you are. <gasps> no, she fucking did. She did not. And I suddenly completely closed down. I felt so self-conscious. I felt like literally like the That's worst awful. I've ever felt. I'm really exposed. Yeah, I mean, I don't talk to her anymore. She's this a horrible is, um, person. Cunt. She's a complete dick. Yeah, I hate things dick. like that. I've and told... I would never say that to anyone. And also, like, I would never think, like, how, no. what is her Why thought that process? Even... Why like... would that? So it's, it's a, it is a vulnerable thing, putting yourself in that position around your friends, I think. Yeah. Even I, but I when genuinely, you trust them. I genuinely yeah. think that I feel worse around my, worse and yet more comfortable around my family. Because, like, with you your guys. Your family make comments. Yes. With you guys, for example, being one of the only groups of friends that i've ever actually been on holiday with yeah and therefore in a bikini with yeah it's you know see also hot tub holiday um you guys have only and this is this is related to actually an article that i sent you guys um about about weight and about your own feeling about weight um and it's called uh fat girl cries herself to sleep at night Mm mm-hmm um by naomi something it was natalie Natalie lima natalie Natalie Lima. lima lovely it's a long read it takes about 15 minutes to read and it's um it's fantastic and it's illustrated and i really really yeah, enjoyed it's really it good. and it is about um being being fat and being and she says fat. yeah she and says... she says fat that's she self-identifies as fat being fat and moving to a new city and meeting people in that weight and knowing yourself in that weight and um she makes the point that when you move to a new city, the it's almost nicer because the people that you meet have only ever known you exactly. in that one way. And you guys, I mean, I've put on weight since I've known you, but I've always more or less looked the same. Do you think the beach body, the perfect beach body is a myth? Well, yes. It doesn't exist. Because I think the perfect body is a myth. I think the perfect weight is a myth. Yeah. I think that it's all relative to the person. I think that health wise and happiness wise, I'm happier now than mm-hmm. I was when mm-hmm. I was a size eight. I think that I look better in a bikini. If that's you know considering yeah. that's what we're talking about, yeah. I, th- I feel like I look better in a bikini now. Than yeah, I you did look then. the fucking bomb in a bikini. But uh, so I think I do. I. Th- I feel very firmly that the beach body is myth. It's this thing, and I'm, we're not alone in this. I mean, I'm assuming that you guys feel the same way. Yeah, no, it's just obtain- yeah. uh, unobtainable. That's what I mean. Like, 
I am the slimmest and fittest and happiest I have ever been. And yes, I'm happy to be naked and in a bikini, but I will still always look in the mirror and see imperfections, because mm-hmm. I will. And I won't see that, um, you know, the model that we spoke about at the beginning that's on a boat for Davidoff Coolwater or whatever. <laughs> or the woman yeah. that's on Instagram with her hands in the air because I'm slightly aware of my bingo wings. Like, you know, like, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. So it is unobtainable. But yeah, all we know is how we feel right now and the fact that either practicality or tan or um, feeling good about yourself, that is the bikini or swimsuit you're going to wear and stand on that beach. Mm. Yeah, There you go, yeah. full stop. So because I would like us to end on a positive note, um, what is a time that you have felt at your most body confident and what was it about that time that made you feel that way? Silence. <laughs> I have a few times Hello, that I've got body confident. Definitely, obviously. Um, I can think of a few amazing, like, dresses or whatever. Um, but given the theme of this episode about bikinis and beach bodies and everything like that, um, a few years ago, I'll just launch into one because I've got the idea. Um, a few years ago, I was on holiday with my family. Mm-hmm in the Cayman Islands uh, which is a fantastic place and was somewhere that we were returning to we'd been there when I was a child Um, and I was wearing the aforementioned Little Mermaid bikini Ariel, yeah Um, which I haven't actually explained but I mean I feel like most people will get it in case you don't it's got like a it's mermaid high-waisted bikini bottoms and a purple bikini top yeah and we'd been in the Caymans for a couple of days already and I already had a little bit of a tan and I my hair had already gone a little bit blonde and I'd been spending some time in the pool and I'd lost my nose stud right so I needed to replace that pretty sharpish because nose piercings close up very quickly. Yeah, they do, yeah. So I went to... There aren't many shops on the Cayman Islands. So we went to a little gift shop and bought some stud earrings that I bent mm-hmm. into a nose stud. The only stud earrings that they had were little um, seahorses. Oh, cute. Aww. So I had a little seahorse nose piercing and I was wearing my... Uh, Little Mermaid bikini. bikini and I had a little bit of a tan and my hair was really blonde and I just felt like the most beach bummiest beach bum ever <laughs> and yeah. I you know like I'd had a couple of days in the sun I'd had a couple of days eating real good food and you know drinking brightly coloured cocktails I was wearing this bikini that I was super it was new at that point like it was yeah. the first year that I had it super excited I fucking loved my little seahorse nose stud even though it did end up chafing my nose and it really hurt Um, and I took a picture of me proper MySpace style like from Mm. the top um, because I still had my little tummy but I I felt great in that moment and I felt great in that picture and I felt great on that holiday and I put a stone on on that holiday because for Americans that is 14 pounds I basically ate fish tacos and Prosecco for two weeks Mm. and it was fucking great yeah regret nothing mate i i genuinely regret nothing the best part of that holiday was the um boozy breakfast buffet that lasted four hours and i 
there was sushi and steak. I was so, <laughs> so drunk. It was sushi excellent. and steak. Wow. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. So there, that is that, and I will happily post the picture that I took of myself excellent. in that outfit on our Instagram for everyone Wonderful. to judge and uh-huh. admire. No, not judge. Celebrate. Yes. Without being patronising, without going, oh my god, you look beautiful for the fucking sake of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because I do just look great. You do look great. Well, I'll see how someone is. Our best. Um, I always feel best in everyday life when I um. I thought you were just gonna leave it there. Then... <laughs> <laughs> I always feel best oh, all the time. Oh Fuck god, you that all. would be so. <laughs> I'm the greatest. <gasps> Goodbye. I'm no, the dog's bloody bollocks. Not at all. Well, no. you are. Um. Well, we all oh, yeah. are. Um. I feel best in gym gear. Because I know that no one's really kind of looking at me. They're just concentrating on their own shit. Um, Interesting. But also, I suppose, I don't know. It's made to kind of suck you in slightly, um, as well as Because there's so much of you to suck in, of course. No, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it, it, it shapes you in the right way. Yeah. Um, and so there's I, no wrong way to be shaped. I, no, and also I feel most, I, I feel most powerful in gym gear, I suppose. I like that. Um... But maybe talking about, you know, in a bikini or summer or whatever it might be. And I feel very fortunate that I feel very confident a lot of the time. Um, But I do remember a very specific moment when I was 15 years old. So going going back. Nearly half your lifetime. Half my lifetime. Um, But I was... I just have a boyfriend that was fine, but he didn't make me feel very confident a lot of the time. I mean, he was a douchebag. Douche yeah, he was a douchebag. Um, and uh, we went on a big friends' holiday to Bournemouth, and um, rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll. Oh God, it, the flat was awful. It was so bad, but you know, I but really enjoyed it. 15, and yeah. lots of booze, Space lots of fun, lot, like away from the parents, yeah. celebrating exams and like finishing exams and shit yeah um and we were on the beach and i was wearing jeans and a bikini top and the sun was going down and we were chatting to these like basically homeless people that thought they were pirates and i know that's like Heroes. a weird side Heroes. thing um but they were so fun and we all shared cider and just chatted about life and i felt really quite grown up but not in a kind of weird, creepy way. But then I remember my boyfriend saying to me, you look really hot, you look really good. Aww. And I remember a picture being taken and I still look back on that picture and I just look so happy. And I remember feeling like, this is who I am. Mm. And I'm so confident in who I am right now in this moment. So nice. That, nice. that's my my thing. Nice. Nice. What about you, Sam? Um, question is... Uh... Well, you, you asked it. it to yeah, I know, but it's... I don't know. I don't... I don't... I find it really hard to think about that. Um, because my moments of feeling like the absolute dog's bollocks are, like, very fleeting moments. Like, it's kind of... It's not dog's bollocks, though. It's just, like, who you... Just who feeling you feel good. Yeah, I know, right but then. I don't... I, I don't know. Like, I've had, I've done various things that I were like... I was like, this is going to make me feel great. Like, I did a boudoir photo shoot. I've done... Oh, you look um, good in those pictures. Thank you. Um, a lot skinnier though. Um, not. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The confidence was exuding. Exuding from that. Um, but I think when I feel my best is when I have my armor on, and when I say my armor, I mean I've got an underbust corset. I'm cinched to fuck. I've got vintage makeup on. I've got tight dress. I've got mm. heels, and I'm in costume, and that costume is 
1950s gonna murder my husband for money nice (laughs) (laughs) and i can think of a few instances like one instance was last year there was a summer party at work um i had uh i did all that i did all the like (laughs) which is me (laughs) cinching my waist and putting my makeup on um and i had a leopard print it sounds so trashy but i loved it velvet leopard print pencil dress um and i put that on curled my hair did victory rolls turned up at this party and everyone was like oh my god you look fucking great the reaction like, oh, as well. i oh, love that though just, yeah because yeah. um, like i haven't seen pictures from that That's i have to show you pictures she looks fucking great so that brings us to the end of the podcast this week but before we go we need to do our usual podcast thing of rating the wine so the first wine that we had this evening was the private beach rosé which we spoke about in quite a lot of detail we did. so i think we can just give it a little rating give it a little rating what would you give it out of five grapes alexandra i'm gonna give it a nice four a nice four. A nice good. four. Nice four. I, I think it's because we're feeling summery at the moment, and I, I would good. definitely drink that next week. So, okay, mm-hmm. nice. I'm also going to give it a four. Um, I think that I'm giving it a four partially because of the taste, but also just the entire package mm. is perfect. Like mm. the label matches the taste, matches the description, and I don't get that a lot with wine. Yeah, fair. yeah, great. I'm going to go with you guys uh, for it's been my favourite rosé that we've had on this podcast so far. I think so too, um, yeah. And it was a good match for our topic and I think it made us feel quite nice. Mm. Very jolly. Very jolly. I feel nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about your pussy and your crack there, Alex? Oh, you want no, to add no, in? no, just the no. nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one we had, which was the red Priorat, Priorat, whatever... <laughs> Pret-a-manger, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, which was the Spanish Red 2016 from Morrison's. Um, full-bodied and rich. What would we give it? I, I will start because why not? Um, I think it was quite peppery. Um, there was a the sharpness in the blackberry. And it was a nice red. Uh, one that I would rate in my top reds that we've had in this podcast. Um I'm going to go for a four with that as well. You guys. Fair enough. I don't think I'm going to rate it that highly. It was a very nice red. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't... I I have high standards for reds. I you think. do, yeah. you do. Um, and I don't think it was enough for me to rate it above a three. But I'd like to know how much it cost. It cost £9. Definitely three. Okay, fair enough. Would not pay £9 for that. Fair enough. Um, I'm struggling between a two and a two point five. Fair enough. Uh, it's fine. I maybe it's just maybe I think it's I'm not feeling a red tonight, and so therefore I'm going to give it a two point five because it was fine for a red. I'm just not feeling a red tonight. That's very generous. It's a summer's evening, so it was slightly more divisive than the rosé in which we had a two point five. We had a three. Mm. No, for the rosé we're all. Oh, no, 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 for yeah. the, for the oh, red. Okay. 2.5, a 3, and a 4. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a book as such this week, but if you want to find out more about body positivity, we would encourage you to check out the article by Natalie Lima. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called uh, Fat Girl Cries Herself to Sleep at Night, something like that. 
Something along those lines. We, we're also going to put the link to it in our show notes and we'll link to it on Twitter as well. If you do want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Grape Culture Pod. We're also on Instagram where you can see all of our summer bikini pictures. Including um, some throwbacks. Including some throwbacks. And the Instagram account is at Grape Culture Podcast. Or you can head over to our website to see the show notes and find out more about the podcast. The website is www.grapeculturepodcast.co.uk. So thanks for listening tonight and don't forget to come back in two weeks when we're going to have a brand new episode for you. It's going to be about another graphic novel, I believe. Yes! Yes. I'm so excited. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time on Grape Culture. Bye. Bye! Bye!